Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Why are grown-ups always tired in the middle of the day? Mm, you can't ask me that. Well, I'm just so sleep to the sleep sleep. Oh my gosh, this, you didn't ever turn this off. The battery's going to die. Right, real. Okay. Judy Moody declares independence. Chapter 9. Chapter 9. Sybil la-di-da. When Judy got out of bed on Monday morning, she did not stamp one foot. She did not throw one sugar packet. Instead, she quietly and to herself declared independence from brushing her teeth and taking a shower. She did not want to mess up the bathroom again, ever. Her makeup book report from when she was in Boston was due today. A makeup book report was not going to put her... Well, because she... Miss school. You still have to do um, schoolwork when you're gone. Remember when we oh, went to Disneyland? I thought it said that she had to write about it. No. Was not going to put her in a bad mood, even if she had waited until the last minute. Judy declared right then and there to make this her best ever book report. That's what a responsible person would do. She dressed up in her pilgrim costume, the one Grandma Lou had made for Halloween. Ye old pilgrim costume had an apron and made Judy look just like a girl from the American Revolutionary. Oh, American Revolution. Judy wore not regular, wore, oh, I'm sorry, wore regular not loony pants underneath the skirt for bloomers. And she made 13 curls in her hair, one for each of the 13 colonies. Who are you, Heidi? Stink asked after breakfast. None of your beeswax, said Judy. Are you a nurse? N-O, said Judy. N-O. <laughs> Does that mean yes? N-O. <laughs> hey, I know. You're Priscilla somebody. Like a pilgrim. No, I'm revolutionary. The girl Paul Revere. For my book report today. I'm bu- for my book report today. Oh, so you're that Sybil la-di-da? It sure was hard to declare independence from bad moods when Stink was around. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad, Judy called uh, on her way out the door. Hey, wait for me, Stink yelled. Sorry, I'm riding the bus faster than... I'm riding my faster-than-lightning bike to the bus stop, Judy yelled back, and she was off. Right before the end of the school day, it was time for Judy's book report. She asked Frank Pearl to help her. They stood up in front of the class. Mr. Todd, I have a different kind of book report. I, it's acted out like a play. Cool, says Rocky. The book I read is called Sybil, the female Paul Revere, Judy told her class. It's about a, the girl Paul Revere. And this, she said, pointing to Frank, is the boy Paul Revere. I mean, Paul, he's helping me, Sybil Luddington. Judy started with a poem. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of a girl who rode further than Paul Revere. Sybil, hey, Paul Revere, why are you so famous? 
Paul, because Sybil Luddington, I rode my horse all night. I warned everybody the British were coming. Sybil, I did too. My horse's name is Star. It was dark. I was scared. It rained all night. I was brave. It was muddy. Paul, it wasn't muddy when I rode. Sybil, well, la-dee-da. No fair, it doesn't say that in here, said Frank. Oh, I just added it, said Judy. Keep reading. Paul, I'm 40 years old and I rode 16 miles. Sybil, I'm only 16 years old and I rode 40 miles. Holy cow, she was only 16. That's impressive. Paul, I made it to Lexington to warn Sam Adams and John Hancock. Sybil, hey, Paul, weren't you caught by the British? Paul, at first I wasn't, and then I was. Sybil, didn't Mr. Todd say that they took your horse? Paul, yes. Sybil, aha, so you did get caught and didn't finish warning everybody. I, Sybil Luddington, didn't get caught, and I warned everybody. I yelled, stop the British, mustard at Luddington's. All the British had to go back to their ships. Then everyone came to my house for hot dogs with mustard. Even Mr. George Famous Washington. The end. Did Sybil, what's her face, really eat hot dogs, asked Jessica Finch. She ate mustard, said Judy. Ketchup wasn't invented yet. Mr. Todd chuckled. Actually, the word must is muster, not mustard. When Sybil rode her horse to warn everybody, she called them to muster, which means get together. To the other part, the other parts are all true, said Judy. I give the book five reallys, as in really, 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 really good. It was so good that I stayed inside for recess to read it. It was so good that I read it to my cat and my Venus flytrap. Thank you, Judy, says Mr. Todd. It sounds like Sybil Luddington really inspired you. Everyone should know about the girl Paul Revere. Most people never heard of her because for some barmy reason, they forgot to put girls in history books. I wouldn't even know about her if you hadn't even told me. Maybe some others will want to read the book now, said Mr. Todd. Sybil Luddington should be in her social studies book for everybody to read about. Girls should get in history books too, you know. Especially girls who did independent stuff, don't you think? Yes, yes, I do, said Mr. Todd. Girls ruled, all the girls shouted. Huzzah, said Judy. Huzzah. Isn't that interesting that the girl actually did more work than the boy, but the girl didn't get in the history books? I know. What is with that? You know why? Because guys are always scared that we're going to outshine them. Because guess what? Mm. We're awesome. Because we're awesome and you can't change my mind. Yoo-hoo. Okay. No boys. No offense. No boys are awesome too. But sometimes girls do things that are better than boys. Just like boys. Sometimes boys do things that are better than girls. And that should be in history. Right? Yeah. 